What is up, y'all? What is going on? Welcome to another episode of Scrolling Through Life, but welcome to the series Scrolling With, to the second one. Uh, who else do I have? I'm going to let him introduce himself because he ain't getting no no uh, 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 introductions from me no more. <laughs> hey, it's me. I'm back again, Tim Huggins. Uh, I do have one caveat from the last one you guys heard me on. I said that I had served two and a half years in 25th Infantry Division. I got my ass chewed by former Tropic Lightning soldiers who said it was five and a half years, and they are correct. It is five and a half years. So let me get that out there. But it's a pleasure to be back with you, brother. Hey, appreciate it, man. Keeping you in check is what the fuck they're doing. Exactly. You know what that means? That means that we got some great listeners out there, man. People are actually paying attention. So that's... I appreciate and I appreciate y'all for that, man. Uh, today's episode, man, scrolling through this little series we got going on, like I told y'all before, 30 to 45 minutes, uh, no more than 45 minutes. Um, so this is going to be a challenge, actually, for you and I. Absolutely, it <laughs> this is. It's going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. But we're going to um, go on. Um, Huggy hit me up with this uh, not too long ago. Self-esteem, self-esteem. Uh, you want to hit up self-confidence, too, right? And, and uh yeah, they, they both kind of tie into each other, so it's going to work pretty, fairly well. All right, man. Um, yeah, so this is scrolling through with uh, Huggy. We're going to go ahead and I'm going to let him be more heavy on this one, y'all. All right. What's up, brother? <laughs> Too easy. So according to uh, psychologytoday.com, here are the signs of strong self-esteem. So there's a few of them, and we're just going to go line by line. I'll give you a quick blurb. The confident person is easily spotted and commands attention, but there's a healthy balance between too little and too much self-worth. Here are some of the signs that an individual has the right dose. First things first, knows the difference between confidence and arrogance. It's a very thin line between the two. Oh God. Uh, some people do a very good job of, of, of managing the confidence and not pushing over to the arrogance. Uh, confidence works very well. Arrogance doesn't get much accomplished and often will get people distant from you and not accomplish the goal uh, at hand. Right. So that's the first one. What do you got? Uh, well, yeah, man. So <clears throat> definitely a balance because you can, I mean, you know, you, you can still have that little bit of arrogance, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it's got to be such a being confident. I mean, you need to be confident. You got to have that in you. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's a very small balance, man. And I think that's something for me that I know for a while I struggled with, you know what I mean? Was, was having that confidence. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not an arrogant person, so <laughs> it, it was hard getting that uh, confidence, man, throughout my my life and my career, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm still trying to always uh, struggle with gaining that confidence in everything that I do every day. Because I mean, I believe in I believe in myself, but it's mm-hmm. you know, other people's views is, is 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 very strong on me. You know what I mean? And and which affects my confidence big time. Well, sometimes people confuse confidence for arrogance. Yes. Uh, So here's a a good definition of confidence versus arrogance. Confidence is a feeling of self-assurance that comes from an appreciation of our abilities or qualities. Arrogance is characterized by having an exaggerated sense of our importance or abilities. Arrogant people also like to talk about themselves. Oh. (sighs) (laughs) That, you know what that reminds me of, right? Um, the podcast I just released, or the episode I just released uh, uh, over the weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yes, uh, arrogance, man. It's a it's a very ugly color. <laughs> it is, and and I think that being one of those things where one of the clear definitions is people who love to talk about themselves. Right. 
that's normally a fairly big giveaway. And I'm sure you've come across people in your in your travels, in your path that love to talk about themselves and their, and their accomplishments. So, of course, we'll head, we'll head to the next one, which is is not afraid of feedback. Big, good, bad or indifferent. I mean, that's one of the key things to having a, a better life, particularly on what field you're in, is not being afraid to have feedback, whether good, bad or indifferent. Uh, And it takes a special type of person to sit down and take some feedback and maybe hear some things that they don't want to hear, but understand that it's ultimately to make you better at what you're doing and make you a a better person. Well, I I think that's the only way that you get better, man. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the only way it's, it's, you you have to be accepting of your fuck ups. You got to be accepting of your, uh, shortfalls. You know what I mean? You got to be accepting of, of your weaknesses Mm -hmm. and, that's the only way to fix that, man. And sometimes, you know, depending on how you take criticism, man, and how you take that uh, feedback mm-hmm. affects you big time, man. So was there ever a point in your life where, you know, you were on the instructor platform or just in general where you got some sharp feedback that kind of made you either say, I'm going to do something about this or I'm just going to take it in. What you got? Yeah. You already know. Uh, <laughs> you already know. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So like perfectly, you know what? I'm glad. I, <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah. So, but you know, being an instructor, um, that was the first time I was ever getting feedback like, like that, like, about who I was <laughs> and then, and especially, you know, like I pride myself on being a good leader and, and, you know, instructor and stuff like that. But it was huge getting those uh, critiques back mm-hmm. and seeing, oh shit, the, yep. damn, like I gotta fix this, I gotta fix that. Some things I was like, all right, motherfucker, you just complaining, you know what I mean? But <laughs> but, but a lot of things like I, I it, they would eat me up, I'm gonna be honest, like I'd go home and like, you know what I'm saying, I would think about a lot of things and be like, oh shit, like I definitely gotta work on this, uh, you know, this is my weakness and I, I have to improve on this. And you could see those throughout my, through every class because I would, if I'm back on that platform, on that podium teaching, I'm, I'm thinking about those six, seven critiques that I had last class, you know, mm-hmm. telling me this is what I do and this is what I do too much of and I needed to fix that. So mm-hmm. I always took that very personal and I always made it a, a, a mission to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did have one instance when I first started teaching resilience. Uh, I was heavy on the F-bomb, but I was still very infantry minded. Right. And, uh, you know, I passed out the, uh, you know, the little critique forms, what you like, what you don't like improves. And a big portion of them say, you're just heavy on the word fuck and fucking motherfucker. And I'm, you know, and I remember one of my, my battle buddies was just like, hey, look, this is about teaching emotion and, and thoughts and yeah. not filtering them. But you also have to be very considerate of your audience. This is a garrison type of audience. Yep. Had this been a field unit? be a different story, but this is corporate majors, sergeant majors, yeah. colonels, non-combat uh, MOSs. You might want to cater it uh, a little bit. And I did. It's yeah. No, no yeah. <laughs> so next we hit into, I think one that's very important. The next one is not afraid of conflict. I think one of the first things I noticed when I was a soldier is whenever we had an issue or a soldier was given the shit end of the stick, whether or not the leader would speak up, knowing that it might form or might cause an issue. And the only way to get it done is maybe having some form of conflict. And I saw leaders shy away from conflict. And then I saw some leaders say, look, what happened yesterday to you guys, they shouldn't have talked to you that way. I don't give a rat's ass. I'm going in and I'm going to make this right. And those people weren't afraid of conflict. 
And that's one of the good things that I took from people like that is knowing the balance of when something is worth fighting for versus finding another way to fight it. But most importantly, not being afraid to be a part of of conflict. Right. I mean, you know, you got to choose that goes perfectly with you got to choose your battles. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, with that said, man, like there's a lot of things that I ask myself all the time. Is it worth it? Is it you know what I'm saying? Is it worth it? Uh, you know, I remember one particular uh uh, instance uh, back in actually it was back in Hawaii like we had done a four day uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry like a, a huge huge training mission right or I'm saying training and um, we had a four day coming up and my team leader at the time I'm not gonna say his name but you know what I'm saying my or, or the squad leader at the time uh, and I was a team leader and the squad leader at the time we did something literally at the end. Like I'm talking about like, we're back like cleaning muffins. It was like that day, like we're getting ready to release it. We did so- somebody in the, one of the privates did something. And he was just like, nobody's getting four days. You guys are all coming in. And we're like, yo, like we just put in this work and we killed it. Like we killed it. Like we got accolades for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And my dudes was like, yo, so we're not gonna get to four days. I was like, nah, fuck that shit. Like, like that's not happening. Like, mm-hmm. like not. Nah. So I went to the platoon sergeant and was like, hey man, like, yo, these guys busted their ass. Like, they they killed it out here for us. They they did a stellar job. And now, because of one dude, and he's just upset, he's going to take away everybody's four days. Like, we we just been gone for two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's about building that confidence, man. And, and that's me showing the guys, hey, I got you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the work you did. And, and you know, I appreciate you having confidence in me. And I'm going to take care of you the same way that you, you know what I'm saying? You you put in the work for me, I'm going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, it's huge. I mean, you, you can't be scared of conflict. You cannot, man, especially, you know, in our line of work in the military period. You can't. You got to mm-hmm. choose your fights and, and, and approach it tactfully. But, yeah. I do have an instance in 05. We were doing a... Uh you know, crawl, walk, run before we did some some operation or whatever. We were doing the walk phase, and uh, my soldier was carrying his saw like a like a like you know he'd say oh, a, a suitcase carry, like a Samsonite yeah. carrying a saw like a Samsonite you know piece of luggage. Yeah. And uh, squad leader walked up. Our squad leader walked up behind him and grabbed him by the back of the neck and shook the shit out of him right. in front of everybody. Battalion sergeant, battalion commander, whole nine yards. And uh, I looked around and it was just kind of like a jaw dropping and I just darted across and I ripped into my squad leader something fierce. Don't you ever fucking, you know, talk to my soldier that way and grab him that way and blah, 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 blah. Sorry about that. Y'all we're back. Here you go. Huggy. So uh, quick story on the not afraid of conflict. So 2005, we were up in Mosul getting ready to do a mission and we were doing the crawl walk run phase. I think we were maybe in just walking through what we were going to do. And my soldier was carrying his saw, his two, four, nine machine gun, like a Samsonite. That's the term in combat land. Somebody carrying a weapon like Samsonite. Yeah. And the squad leader ran up behind him and grabbed him on the back of the neck and just shook him to shit. And I looked around for a 10th of a second and seen all these jaws drop. And I ran towards the squad leader and said, don't you ever put your fucking hands on my soldier like that again. I'll beat the shit out of you, blah, 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 in front of the whole battalion element to to, to include top brass. Right. When we were done, we went back to the to the, uh, to the the living quarters and everyone was just like, yeah, I think you're done after that one. Like you did that in front of everybody. I think you're really just done. First sergeant knocked on the door, stuck his head in. He had a nickname for me. He poked his head and he said, hey, swizzle stick. And I said, what's up, first sergeant? He's like, hey, don't do that shit again, huh? And I was like, roger that first sergeant. And he closed the door. And that was the end of that. God. <laughs> so, but you imagine what that looked like, though, to, like to the guys, though. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, like straight you, up. Yeah. I mean, you, you never pass up the opportunity to, to take care of your soldiers, you know, even if it regards or involves some form of conflict. So, so prime example. So like the podcast I just did, just, you know what I'm saying? About that guy calling me, you know, that racial slur, how that sergeant major, he could have just been like my sergeant major. He could have been like, Hey man, let's just, you know, let it go. But he was like, nah, like even after I said, I don't want to do nothing. Even he, he still was like, Hey, I'm, I'm making phone calls. Like this is unacceptable. Yeah. Like I'm taking care of this. And I was like, okay, but just understand, like, I'm not doing, yeah, you know I'm what I mean? Right, right. But how much respect I had for that man immediately. Like, man, like you're willing to, I mean, cause we all know how these subjects go, but anyways, yeah, man, you cannot be scared of, of, uh, standing up and a little bit of conflict. Okay, fair enough. So now we head to, I think another one that's very important is able to set boundaries, to set lines in the sand. And I, I tell people that all the time. If, if you don't give people their left and right limits and set boundaries, they're going to make them for you and cross them whenever it's convenient for them. And it's nothing wrong with saying, hey, look, I don't like when you call me this right. or do this. Here's the line in the sand. Don't let it happen again. And by nature, people like to test you. And try those boundaries. But if you're one of those people who habitually lets people cross your boundaries in a line that you set in the sand for them, it's a strong indicator of not having any self-esteem and confidence. Right. Um, so, you know, you and I talked before and, and, and it's you got to set the standard, man. You, you I mean, you have to. You got to set mm -hmm. the standard on how people treat you. And if you allow people to treat you some certain way, you can't bitch about it. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Or you just, I mean, if you allow it, it is what it is. So, yeah, man. Well, well, people in general, like I said, everyone needs a left and right perimeter. Of course. You know, the furthest they can go, the distance they can go, uh, what they can and cannot do. That's in every single aspect of our life. Of Boundaries. Exactly. It comes in the form of laws. It comes in the form of your job. It comes in the form of, of many things. But a confident person and a person with self-esteem not only sets those boundaries, but stands firm on them as well within the realm of a reason. I mean, there are things that you tell your kids to not do, but under the idea that they're kids and they're going to sometimes cross those boundaries just because they're kids, I get that. But there's no way in hell that a, an adult uh, keeps crossing, habitually crossing the boundaries that you've set in place. So let me ask you this though. So us, us being in the military, right? Yes, we can draw the line, but there's a lot of shit you gotta take too. Oh, so like, absolutely. you know, uh, but there's shit that you shouldn't take. So you got to draw that line. But, you know, obviously I'm looking back at my experience of that situation, you know, because it's so fresh right now of the, of the podcast. But like, you know, um, there was a line and I allowed it to be crossed, even though the line is, is not even a line I shouldn't even have to draw. <laughs> like, I agree. I, I think there is a such thing as unwritten boundaries. Right. That, that we all know just from a form of human decency and respect. Consideration, yeah, man. Uh, that you shouldn't have to remind someone that they can't call you certain things. Because there's some fucked up people out there, Huggy. <laughs> some disrespectful, Facts. rude, disgusting human beings out there. Mm -hmm. Facts. <laughs> and, and they're the ones that, 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 that feed on your self-esteem and lowering it even lower than what it is, you know what I mean? Or, mm -hmm. Yeah. So we head to the next one which is being able to voice needs and opinions. You have to speak up for yourself. If you need something, you have to say what you need. If you have an opinion of something, you can't be afraid to voice that opinion. I mean, obviously everything comes within the realm 
of reasoning and common sense. Sometimes your needs aren't very relevant in a particular moment or your opinion isn't needed in a particular moment. But if you have one, a need or an opinion and it's it's valid and it suits the situation, uh, you should never have a problem saying what you feel, what you need and what your opinions on a particular thing are. Close mouth, don't get fed. That's all I got on that. Yeah, that's the best old school saying. I mean, that's it, man. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, no, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's the truth, man. So like, you know, for instance, for me, like I play around a lot, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot, man. Um, I, yeah. So like with my girl, with my wife, you know, particularly, um, I'm always giving her a hard time, like no matter what, like, you know what I mean? I give her a hard time, like all the time. And I can tell when she don't want me to stop, but if you don't tell me to stop, I just keep going. And I always tell her, if you don't tell me, how do I know what, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta, you gotta let me know. Like, if, I get it. If enough enough if enough is enough, you know what I mean? But yeah, you gotta be able you got to draw that line. I mean you gotta you you, you gotta say something is I guess what I'm trying to say here. Well, you gotta voice thing, it. One other thing I think is important, particularly on the voicing your opinion, people have to understand that not everything requires your opinion of something. <laughs> and sometimes people think that their opinion is more significant and valid than what it is. Yeah. And just because you have a phone and a platform, whether that's through the media, social media, podcast, whatever the case may be, it doesn't mean that you need to voice your particular opinion. Sometimes it's good to be quiet. And in my motorcycle club, we have this saying uh, for the new guys, for the prospects is never pass up the opportunity to just shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's one of our most prided, prided sayings uh, in our motorcycle culture. I love it. Uh, so we head to the next one, which is um, being assertive, but not pushy. Uh, there's nothing wrong with with trying to get your point across and being assertive when you do it, going spe- going over specifically what you think or what you want done or how it should be done, but not being too pushy and bullyish um, about the process as well. Yeah, uh, there's. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I got nothing else to say. <laughs> I mean, you kind of kill it right there. Well, being 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 an assertive communicator is is something that you have to learn. Uh, and I think we both know, based off of our careers, that we've run across people that have been very pushy when they've been trying to talk about something or get something done, right? Versus just saying, "Hey, I need you to do this. I need it done this way. I need it done by this time." Versus being extremely pushy, aggressive, and dominant about it which doesn't most of the time get you the results that you want. Right. And, and, and so let me try, so we're, let me retract on that. Cause, cause you're right now that I'm thinking about it, that was, so for me, that was one thing, um, you know, my younger days in rain time, that's just how things were communicated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, I got a, uh, a buddy who's going to come on. Um, I'm going to just call him Ryan, but he was one of my first, uh, Team Sergeants outside of the actual line, you know what I mean? Actually, the line guys, uh, when I got to Recce, and his leadership style was completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, completely different. Like, how you just said, like, he just literally talks to you just like this. Like, it doesn't matter how fucked up you are or what you did. Like, this is how he comes at you. Hey, yeah. and, and, and he was one of those guys that would literally say this to you. You need to fix that shit, and you're just like, oh fuck. Yeah, simple. <laughs> like, and it scares the shit out of you. You know what I mean? And you're just like, fuck. Well, I gotta fix it. But he was always very, you know, 
he would never yell at you. He would just tell you, hey, man, all right, cool. We can fix this. This is what you got to do. And this is it. And you're like, all right, bet. And it's kind of like with you being on your instructor platform, not to cut you off, but being no, no, on your yeah. instructor platform, when a, when, a, when a soldier doesn't do something right, you basically go over and you say, hey, this is what you did wrong. This is what you are supposed to do. If it happens again, this is what happens. But go and do it the right way. Well, yeah. So exactly, man. Um, you know, like even for us that like, so I'm glad you asked about that. So like even at selection, like at selection, at SFAS, at Special Forces Assessment Selection, as a cadre, there's none, there's none of that yelling. Mm-hmm. Like we're literally just there to observe you and obviously make sure you don't hurt yourself. You know what I mean? But we're just there to observe you and, 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 and assess you. That's it. Um, for me, it was hard because like when people fuck up, I just want to be like, you motherfucker. Like, you know what I mean? And, and, and people were like, yo, man, like, you can't do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't. And I'd be out there on the podium teaching, you know, Land Nav. If people fall asleep, I'm like, you motherfucker. And then I just learned like, hey, man. And then I got to a point where I'm just like, hey, y'all, it's, it's either you going to pay attention or not, and I don't give a fuck. Like it is what it is. Like it's just what it is. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, it was. That's definitely a, a, a something. I think you got to learn, man. Yeah, I mean, well, you got to be taught an, that. Being assertive and being an assertive communicator uh, can get a lot done. Yeah. Uh, particularly depending on what situation you're in, and particularly more so on the battlefield, of just saying what needs to be done, and you know what are the three D's: d- distance, description, and direction. Right. You know, that's all you need to accomplish a task. Uh, so we head to the next one, which is, is not a slave to perfection. Some people are just complete and utter perfectionists, and yeah. they sometimes burn themselves out in the process of trying to live and do things uh, to perfection and not taking the opportunity to sit back, maybe consolidate, reorganize, uh, take more time in the process than of, of getting it right versus trying to perfect it. Right. Uh, and that encompasses a whole bunch of parts of your life, relationships, uh, careers, finances, and so forth. Uh, but it's important to never really be a slave uh, to being a perfectionist. I agree, man. Um, Cause I think once you realize, once you realize that, um, can you be perfect? Yes. But you know what I mean? Once you stop trying to chase that all the time, you, you, you'll get more accomplished and you'll be more satisfied with your results, which obviously in return <laughs> uh, plays back into your confidence and your self-esteem and all that. Um, I know for me, that was the biggest thing, man. Like, you know, we always strive for, for perfection in everything we do. Um, and I know for me, I stayed in a toxic marriage for so long because I was wanting perfection. Yeah. Cause yeah. no, I'm, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm gonna be that good husband or this perfect husband, this per- but I didn't realize like, oh, I got all these other things going on. And I got to accept certain things just is not working out on, on, in this marriage. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So like if I would have realized that way earlier on, I think, you know, so many more things would have been done and helped me out mentally mm-hmm. um, in the long run, if that makes sense at all. It does. And I think it's I think it's also important to to take a look at your life back to self-awareness a little bit. But realizing what aspects of your life you really do have a shot at being somewhat of a perfectionist right. versus understanding that there's just certain things that might not be, as they say, as Drake says, in God's plan right. uh, for, you, for you to be a perfectionist. But in the, in the meantime, like I said before, you can really burn yourself out mentally and emotionally 
uh, sometimes trying to be a, a perfectionist. Well, yeah. And, 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 you know, like at selection, when people come to selection and they don't, you know, get selected or, or, you know, let's just say they fail out on something in the middle of selection. Um, mm-hmm. they think it's the end of it because they did not get an opportunity to get selected. But I'm like, yo, it just, it just wasn't meant. It just wasn't meant like it just is what it is. You just weren't meant to, you know what I'm saying? It's not for everybody, man. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you got to realize that man. Mm-hmm. Um, early on, and I think it it, it it will help you in the long run a lot uh, quicker. Absolutely. Save you from a lot of heartache, I guess is what I'm trying to. A lot of heartache and a lot of physical pain Yeah, uh, as well. So we head to the next one, which is not afraid of setbacks. Um, I think people have to understand that sometimes setbacks are going to occur. Yeah. Uh, particularly on what you're doing or what you're thinking about doing. It may have a higher chance of having setbacks but understanding that that's just kind of a part of life having setbacks and it's not necessarily the end of the world because you've had a, a setback. Yes. Um, I don't do too well with this one. <laughs> <laughs> so well, let me ask you. Stop this. laughing at me. Then. <laughs> <laughs> it's a laugh of love. So, uh-huh. so let me ask you this. Do you have an instance of a, of a setback? They kind of ate you alive a little bit, but you kind of bounced back like Michael Jordan flu game. Um, well, I mean, yeah. Pl- so I guess what I'm trying I was always afraid of, like, I'm afraid of setbacks. And, and, and the reason I say this is like, you know, when I say setbacks and I'm, and I'm thinking about this, um, you know, in the Q course, it's, it's a marathon, right? Ranger school, stuff like that. Like you're going to get selected. Things might happen. You know what I mean? Uh, and I tell people now as an instructor, I tell people all the time, Hey man, it's okay if you get recycled. It's all right. <laughs> but what I was going through, it, man, like I was not <laughs> like, like I thought the world was gonna end. <laughs> like, so you know the reason I say that, like I don't like I don't deal good with it, man. So like everything I've ever done, I'm always like I gotta get through this now, like yeah. now. But I never realized it's okay, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay if something happens and you get recycled and you gotta redo it over over again. Um, you know, cause you're just wrapped in your head thinking, oh man, oh man, if, you know, if I get recycled and I, you know, it's, it's this huge setback in my life and it's going to set me back fucking so long and I'm going to be this failure. And it's like, nah, man, mm-hmm. like you just need to look at it again. That's all that, that's all that's being said is that, you know, you just got to redo it again. And that's the same thing with life, man. You know, yeah. some things in life, you just gotta, you know, like the whole marriage thing, um, you know, I, I was striving for perfection, but at the same time, I was scared of the setback that was gonna put me back. You dig yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, but I didn't realize like, all right, it's not meant, and it's okay to start over again. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's totally all right to, you know what I mean? Just didn't work out, but yeah, man. Uh, I, I don't do very well with setbacks. <laughs> I don't. Well, well, that's a part of your self-awareness because you actually know that. Yeah. Uh, So we head to the next one, which is similar to the setbacks, but it's does not fear failure. You don't fear failure. Again, kind of similar to with the setbacks, understanding that sometimes failure is just a part of life and a part of growing and, and maturing, that there's going to be things that you're going to do that you are absolutely completely going to fucking fail at. Right. But not letting that failure be the end all be all and being able to bounce back from whatever failure that is and not let it deter the next go around or your attempt to do something 
over and over again. And I know plenty of people who've attempted to do things in life, whether that's financial or whether that was military schooling, whatever the case may be, that might have failed it, failed at it at one point. And that was in the forefront of their mind when they went to go and do it again, which you are what you think, right. which contributed to them failing again. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I think I think for a lot of us um, in our in the military, I don't think even though some of us might be might show those signs. I think that if you're in the military, you're not scared of failure. Mm. Cause you've already taken that step. Yeah. Like, like honestly, you know what I mean? It's, it's, so you're not afraid of failure already, man. It's, it's, uh, you know, to go back to kind of like what you just said, you know, it's a setbacks is what we're scared of. You know what I mean? Because if you already took that step, like you're not afraid to take that challenge. All right. You know, it might not go your way. You already know it's not, you know what I mean? Or, or the, the, the possibility of it not going your way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know about this one, man. Cause like, uh, although I'm not afraid of failure, uh, for me, it's a setback. So it's, 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 it's always been the setbacks always, always. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. I'll do anything and knowing that I could fail it. Like, you know what I mean? But I know that if I, if I give it 110%, it, like it doesn't bother me. Like I can leave with my head held high and go, well, you know what I'm saying? I gave it a shot. Like. It didn't work out. I gave it a shot and it is what it is. You bring up a good point about leaving with your head held high. I saw a video, a piece of video footage on uh, maybe it was a college NBA game or a college game or an NBA game. But uh, I guess the guy might have missed uh, a shot and he was walking back and his head was like yep. down at the ground. And his his battle buddy, his fellow teammate walked up beside okay. him and lifted his head up. And I, I've been seeing this clip for the past year, but it I just means so, so much. I think it's a very interesting piece of footage to watch. Just Google, you know, guy who lifts his battle buddy's heads up. I'm sure, yeah. uh, I'm sure it'll, it'll populate. But uh, I think that was a very intricate moment. And um, yeah, obviously he had undergone a failure and his battle buddy was there to say, even still, you need to keep your head high. Right. Well, because think about it, man. If if. You don't leave with your head held high. You're not giving yourself a, a, a chance for a second opportunity. You're not leaving yourself room for a second chance. Like if you've already failed and your head is down, right now you're saying I'm done with everything. There's no, you know what I'm saying? There's no more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like every time dudes, you know, like for me, like when guys are at selection and, you know, obviously like while they're going through it, selection, we can't talk to them. You know what I'm saying? As, 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 as like Tom to whoever, mm-hmm. but once they fail, you know what I'm saying? Like we, I will ask guys like, you know, like, what did you think? Or X, Y, and Z, and, you know, and guys, it, 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 it will just hurt them hard. And I'm like, bro, like come back. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, you already saw it. Yeah. Like you already saw it. So now, you know what I'm saying? Like if you tell yourself, oh man, cause I failed, I'm not going to make it the second time. Then don't even come back because you're just going to waste your time. Don't even come back. Yeah. You are what you think. Right. So So, that's a very good point. Yeah, huge, man. So the next one is, does not feel inferior. Now, let me give a little bit of a definition of that. Yeah. Uh, So inferior definition of little or less importance, value or merit. Used in a sentence, such and such always felt inferior to his older brother. 
meaning that you are of low or lower degree or rank or poor quality or situated lower in some in some form of, of fashion. Oof. So you should never feel inferior uh, in any situation that you're in at all, even if you're amongst people that have progressed financially, career wise, relationship wise, spiritually, whatever the case may be, they progress better than you. You still should not fit, uh, feel inferior in some way, shape or form. Quick story on that. I was training some soldiers on the uh, on that little machine with the laser gun that you shoot into the box and then you shoot the screen. I forgot what it's called. It's like some training that infantry people do, where you go in and you. Someone with like the M16s and like yeah, yeah, like you're yeah. doing a squad uh, squad virtual tra- virtual trainer yeah. or some shit like, like that. Like a virtual shooting training. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. So I was in there leading it, giving blocks of instructions to soldiers that were coming in. Right. So a medic from a Ranger battalion had just got to that particular unit. Right. And he pulled me off to the side and he said, "Hey, sorry, he was a, he was a sergeant. I was a staff sergeant. He said, hey, staff sergeant." No offense, but what you're teaching, this particular thing that you're teaching, they're not really teaching that anymore. Right. And this is what I just learned coming from Ranger Battalion. Yep. Do you mind if I share it with you really quick? Yeah. And he shared the training with me. And I'm like, that makes a whole lot of sense. And he said, so do you want to teach it? I said, no, you know it. You explaining it. Here's the platform. Teach uh, it. Yeah. And in that moment in time, I could have said a bunch of things to myself like, oh, man, this guy's better than me. He knows more than me. But I didn't. I said, hey, I'm going to stand off on the side and I'm going to support you. Whatever you put out, I'm going to enforce. And he was perfectly fine with that. And on the outside, looking in, some people might feel inferior in that particular moment. But I look at it as an opportunity to learn something, grow and accomplish the mission, which was to train the soldiers. Bro, it, it's it- so, so many things about that. Um, I know it's gonna sound weird, but I've always been both. Like, I've always felt inferior, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I've always had the confidence to know what I'm capable of and what I know. But, uh, yeah, like there's always been instant, instant, instant <laughs> <laughs> moments, there, there was moments <laughs> where, uh, you know, I definitely felt it for like, you know, just like you just said, you know, coming from Hawaii and going to, uh, going to rainbow town was, I was like, Oh shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they were like, shut the fuck up. You know? And I was like, I thought I knew all this shit, but now let me learn. Yeah. You know what? Let me re- learn, relearn from you guys. And I'm going to just take it all in. And you know, that's one thing for me is I've never had that problem. I always willing to like, listen and be like, Hey man, well tell, tell me how to do it. Like, Hey, if, if you know a better way, by all means, man, like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't write no book on nothing, so let's, you know what I mean? If you could teach me a better way or, or if you know an easier way, yeah, let's fucking do it. I'm, I'm all game for that, man. But that's that's a trait that you need. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Not even just as a leader, just as a fucking person. Uh, absolutely, I yeah. agree. So now we head to the last one, which is accepts who they are. Uh, a lot of people struggle with that, accepting who they are. Uh, I think that ties into having a good element of self-awareness. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you wake up in the morning and you brush your teeth, you shave, you do your hair, you put your makeup on, whatever it is that you do, when you look in that mirror, you have to accept who you are. Yep. Whether good, bad, or indifferent, you got to look at the things that you can change and look at the qualities that you love about yourself. Right. But before you could ever expect any organization or any person to ever accept you, you have to accept yourself first. <laughs> I, I mean, 
there's no more really to, to be said, you know what I'm saying, on top of that, man. I mean, you hit it all, on, you know what I'm saying, right on, uh, right on the head, man. Um, but I think in this day and age, a lot of us miss that. Mm-hmm. And we want acceptance and, you know what I mean, from everybody else and the likes and the follows and um, that's what it's about now, you know what I mean? Um, but you got to accept yourself first, like you just said. I mean, like, if you don't love yourself, how is anybody else supposed to love you? If you don't like yourself, how is anybody else supposed to like you? How is anybody supposed to accept you for you if you don't, you don't even accept you for you? To be honest with you, brother, when when we got to this one, a whole nother realm of my brain I know. opened up and the little monkey on the calculator started adding up shit, trying to calculate stuff. I, I think we could do something. I think we could no, do we're a going completely to. different podcast and, on, on accepting who you are. So this is how well I know you because I did the same thing. Like, like I just looked at it and I was like, damn. Like, it just hit me in a whole other ways too, where I was just like, man, I got so much to say about this, but yeah, I mean, like you got to accept who you are, man. Um, it's, it's, it's that simple. You got to accept who you are or else how can anybody else accept you? Plain and fucking simple. Like I like, you know what I mean? Like it's not really that complicated. And if you are ex- wanting others to accept you, then you got to fucking wake the fuck up, man. Maybe you got to fucking, you know, look yourself in the mirror and really ask yourself some fucking deep questions of who you are and what you want because, I mean, how, you know, that's one thing I know I struggled with early mm-hmm. on in my life. Um, the military helped me accept who I was, like, which is weird to say that, you know what I mean? Like being in, mm-hmm. you know, like I grew up in a very white uh, city, you know what I'm saying? There wasn't that many black families at the time when I was growing up. But then going to the army, you know what I'm saying? I was just still trying to find myself. I was African, but I had Ethiopian and Eritrean, you know what I mean? Living in the white, you know, just so many things going on. I was not trying to, I was still trying to find myself, but the army helped me accept me for me. And I was like, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is the music I like. This is what I like. This is what I'm into. And either accept it or you don't. And if you don't, I don't give a fuck because I got fucking a hundred other friends that are into that same shit. So, you know what I'm saying? But I think your environment makes you believe what you should be accepted for yep. when you should really be like, I don't really give a fuck. Like this is who I am. Either take it or don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let me ask you this. I'm going to go back to the top of the, of the read uh, for the strong self-esteem and confidence uh, in the title. It says the confident person is easily spotted and commands attention. I'm going to add after commands attention, I'll say commands respect. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you briefly who the first person I saw in my career that, uh, that showed that. And then you can tell me yours and then you can close it out if that's fine. Yeah. So one of them, uh, I can't remember the first, but I remember the most memorable, the most memorable was my platoon sergeant, a guy named Mark Larson. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, was a heavy set guy, strong as an ox, didn't drink, didn't smoke, but, when I first met him, he just had an aura about him that was very personable, but very confident. He wasn't a man of many words. Right. He said what he needed to say. He loved on you. He appreciated you. He held, uh, you know, he had the confidence that, he, you know, and, and he trusted you if you were a good person, but he always empowered you. But I remember we were doing something, some form of training. And when he walked into the room, it was like everyone looked. Yep. And the way he walked and the way he talked and carried himself, 
just let everybody know that he was a person who had high self-esteem uh, and, and confidence as well. So shout out to Mark Larson. I know he's listening. Yeah, I remember him. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite people that I ever met in my military career. What about you? Hey, shout out both. I mean, you already know Michael Gobea, first of all, uh, Sergeant Major, retired Gobea. But I mean, bro, like the epitome of everything we just spoke of. You know what I mean? Like there's nobody, I don't, all 20 years, man. Like, I mean, you see how quick that man came up. Like mm-hmm. 20 years of people of leadership that I've had and and he still is at the top of the fucking list but by, by far, man. Uh, I mean, it, we're not gonna go over it, but he literally displayed everything that we talked about. Yeah. I mean, just like you just said, you know, about uh, uh, um, Sean Larson, like, Everybody listened to Go Bad too. Mm-hmm. Like he spoke, and motherfuckers was like, "Okay." Yeah. Nobody questioned it. Nobody, you know what I mean? They were just like, "All right." Like if that's what he says. That's how I'm going to do it. And you respected that. I mean, I'd follow that guy anywhere, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, great leader, man. Outstanding guy, man. Uh, but yeah, he, he Sean Go by far, hands down. Well, I, I, I would I would have bet an easy five bands that I, that you were going to say, uh, <laughs> Bea, who who everyone who came from the realm that we came from knows yeah. exactly who he is. Uh, so, brother, the floor is yours. We went over the 12 signs of strong self-esteem and confidence. I hope you guys got something out of it. Yeah, what buddy. What do you got, Tom? Nothing, man. Um, hey, y'all. Believe in yourself. Don't you don't need anybody else's acceptance. You don't need anybody else's. Uh, uh, what's the word? Um, acceptance, approval. but uh, uh, approval. approval. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. You don't need anybody's approval, man. Believe in yourself. All right. Believe in what you could do. Have confidence in yourself. Have confidence in what you got going on. Have confidence in yourself. Believe in yourself, man. That's 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 the number one thing. You got to believe in yourself, uh, most above everything else, man. As usual, and as always, Huggy. My brother, I appreciate you. I appreciate y'all tuning into this new series. You know, we're going to have them on here for another one and another one and another one. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, but I appreciate you coming on to the series, man. Um, and this one, this one for y'all is uh, scrolling with Huggins, Tim Huggins. <laughs> I know I said scrolling through uh, on my, on my left. <laughs> but uh, hey, yep. I appreciate y'all coming in. I appreciate everything, man. Um, like I said, y'all. This was a little more, uh, this is a little different. So I know I was a little choppy in the beginning until I get comfortable, but that's why I got such a great, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Co-host here with me, man. That's why I got my boy here helping me out, man, and and, and guiding me and bringing me back and showing me my left and rights. But I uh, appreciate y'all. Huggy, if you got anything, then I'm good. Yeah, one quick thing. There's a rapper named Pusha T. He came out with a shoe, and on the side of that shoe it says, I am my own fan. I like that. That's it. All right. <laughs> hey, y'all. Y'all heard it, man. Hey, check us out. Check out Huggy, y'all. Love you guys. Huggy, thank you, man. Of course.